Good Tuesday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and this is the I Love Seville show. It's great to be with you in downtown Charlottesville, Virginia, on the I Love Seville network. Fantastic afternoon to you and yours. Today's program is absolutely dynamic, and we encourage you, the viewer and listener, to chime in with perspective. There were two articles in the Daily Progress today. One, two articles in the Daily Progress today undoubtedly influenced by you and I right here on the I Love Seville show. One on panhandling and homelessness where it's literally quoting Courtney, the owner of Tonic, who talked about the experience she had with aggressive panhandling and homelessness, a comment she posted on the I Love Seville network. The Daily Progress uses that comment Unfortunately, the Daily Progress did not make any attributions to the I Love Seville show. Shame, shame, Daily Progress, shame, shame. Then they talk Lloyd Snook and population increases in a completely different article. Lloyd Snook interacted with my page about 10 days ago, and he said in the comments section, the mayor of Charlottesville on our page, that he did not anticipate any significant population growth. That's when I responded to the mayor, Lloyd Snook, very respectfully, a friend of mine. Literally, his office is 25, 30 feet down from this studio. I see this man every single day. Love the mayor. I said, respectfully, Lloyd Snook, we're going to see five to 10,000 increases incremental citizens to this market within the next five to seven years because of enrollment at the University of Virginia expanding, because of the influence and impact of the Biotech Medical Institute, Paul Manning's uh, funded facility, and because of front of the program, Joffrey Woodruff and his data science school. He responded, oh, thank you for letting me know. His quote, after learning that from us in today's daily progress. Judah Wittkauer, single and ready to mingle. Ladies, this is one of the most eligible bachelors in Charlottesville, Virginia. Not only is he debonair, not only is he dapper, he's eloquent, he's well-spoken, extremely muscular and well-manicured. How's that, Judah Wittkauer? It's uh, at least partially true. Which part is not true? You like Smooth Jazz by Kenny G? A little Barry Manilow? Boom Shaka Bow Wow? He does have the balance of a billy goat. You should see this guy on a hiking trail or climbing a mountain. Everything I said is true. What would you say is not true right there, Judah Wickhauer? I'm getting a little old to be jumping around like a mountain goat. Nah, you're zesty and young in spirit. We're going to talk on today's program, guys. Dr. Meg Bryce having yet another campaign sign vandalized. These vandals graffitiing campaign signs are legitimately breaking the law. They're legitimately wasting their time. They're legitimately showing their level of IQ. And they're legitimately evolving and converting and transforming Dr. Bryce into a tragic hero. I think it's absolutely backfiring on them. So much to cover on the program. We encourage you guys to be the change you want to see. Join the Charlottesville Police Department, ladies and gentlemen. Get on the CPD force. They have open positions. They pay extremely well. Be the change you want to see and join the Charlottesville Police Department. We also give some props to the good doctor, Scott Wagner, of uh, Scott Wagner Integrated Medicine, literally changing people's lives. Who's got your back? Who's got your back? Dr. Wagner's got your back. That is one of the best taglines in Charlottesville and Central Virginia history. Who's got your back? You know where that tagline originated, Judah Wickhauer? Uh, was it you? It was me. It was me. In a recording studio at Monticello Media, sitting next to Pam Garrison while, forming, while filming 
uh, recording a radio commercial. All right, so much I want to cover on today's program. Judah, do you have a two-shot ready to go? Because I'm going to weave you in the mix today, Judah. Um, I want to talk about um, upzoning, rezoning, the draft zoning ordinance, whatever the hell you want to call this. Ladies and gentlemen, the rubber is meeting the road. Dylan's rule, thank you for the like on Twitter. And by rubber meeting the road, you had Michael Payne on the record saying, we're probably going to vote on this in December. I'll tell you one key takeaway here is if this vote happens this calendar year, you have Leah per year voting. If this vote happens next calendar year, you have Natalie Oshrin voting. Natalie Oshrin is pro-upzoning. Leah Perrier, the interim city councilor, is on the fence of upzoning. Those who are opposed to upzoning very much want the vote to happen this calendar year, so Leah Perrier's vote counts. If it happens on January 1 or later, the vote, Natalie Oshrin gets in the mix with her vote. I got a letter sent to me. Uh, a letter that was signed by the following neighborhood associations. And Judah, listen, because I want you to offer some perspective on this as well, on a two-shot, and I'll give you a thumbs up when. The following neighborhood association signed this letter. It was emailed to city council. I was copied on this letter along with Sean Tubbs, Shauna Tubbs, along with um, a writer for the Daily Progress that did not attribute I Love Seville and his latest story, J.R. Mesto at Daily Progress is copied on this, and so is Aaron O'Hare of Charlottesville Tomorrow. The following HOAs signed this letter, Lewis Mountain, Meadowbrook Hills Rugby, and Belmont Carlton, three neighborhood associations. Here's the gist. I'll read you the first graph. It has now become 100% clear that the residents of Charlottesville have been completely misled from the beginning of the Seville Plans Together initiative. Please consider these simple facts. Numero uno. City staff, this is freaking crazy what I'm about to read here. City staff admits that their best projections, that with their best projections, very, very little new affordable housing will be built under the draft zoning ordinance. It's clear that this was never about affordable housing from the beginning. Number two, all protection against gentrification and displacement has been, you want to say this word for me? I'm sliding over to two shot. Are you on a two shot right here? Two shot Judah, two shot. Say this word for me right here. Sir. Surreptitiously. Oh, say that again, Barry Manilow. <laughs> Surreptitiously. Thank you. Thank you. In fact, do you want to read number two and then slide number two over me while I go over the shot? We're going to start moving our chairs back and forth to each other's shots. All protection against gentrification and displacement has been surreptitiously removed in ways that were intended to hide its removal. Oh. It's clear that this was never about protecting those citizens in Charlottesville who are in graded in greatest need for protection from development. Damn, son, we're talking conspiracy theory. How about number three? With that baritone voice, number three for us, Judah Wickhauer. Commercial uses in residential areas were never asked for by the residents of Charlottesville, mm. but were nevertheless added at a late date by the Planning Commission on their own whim. I'm talking about you, Rory <laughs> Stolzenberg. 
I'm and talking about you, Rory Solzenberg. No one wants a neighborhood bar, Rory Solzenberg. No one wants a neighborhood convenience store, Rory Solzenberg. Want Nobody wants bar. a neighborhood coffee shop, Rory Solzenberg. You want a neighborhood bar next to your house? Maybe not right. Well, yeah, right next you to You want it. a neighborhood bar, a neighborhood coffee shop. You want a neighborhood convenience store literally right next to your house when you're trying to sleep. People closing down a bar or buying a pack. Well, you, you like smoking the ciggy butts over there. Buying a couple of Snicker oh. bars and some Skittles or getting you're some job. Okay, this, is, this will really impact you because you're not a morning person. Do you want a coffee shop next to your house that opens up at 530 in the morning that's selling $9 cup of Joe's? Maybe I'd start getting up earlier. What's the next one? Uh, let's see. Where were we? Uh, and, and add a little zest to your read here. Continuing. What? No. Come on. A little passion. A little zest to your read. You've got people watching you here. Okay. In response to public outcry. In response to public outcry, the most yes. recent DZO draft proposes that commercial uses in residential areas require a special use permit, also known as SUP. Also known as what? Sup. <laughs> That's good. I like this. Look at Judah's blushing over there. Keep going. What's the next one? And say the numbers. I'm still on three. I'm okay, trying to get okay. through it. I'm but, looking at uh, squash on my phone while you're reading, by the way. Keep going. I did not need to know that. Keep going. I can do more than one thing at once. <laughs> this is like putting the fox in the hen house. PC wanted commercial anywhere. Is, what's Oh, planning commission. Uh, and if they are appointed as the gatekeepers, of course they will recommend approval of anything and everything. It's clear that the entire planning process was never about community consultation, but rather a chance for PC to experiment with ideologically driven questionable initiatives. You want me to keep going? Oh, keep going. Planning Commission is, is oh, very culpable and will be held accountable along with livable Charlottesville by yours truly. And we influence the news cycle. Keep going, Judah Wickhauer. Judah, Judah Wickhauer. All right. Number four. No willingness on the part of Planning Commission to limit the inevitable, highly profitable development of student housing by restricting uses. In fact, the Affordable Dwelling Unit Monitoring and Procedures Manual, that's a mouthful, <laughs> specifically considers students to be deserving of affordable housing, twisting the purpose of this DZO away from people who truly need affordable, affordable housing and allowing developers to exploit it in order to generate housing for many of the well-off students of the University of Virginia is sad. It's clear that making money for developers has driven this and many, many other decisions made by Planning Commission who regularly argue that the economics of development, quote unquote, won't work without huge increases in density. What they are clearly saying is, we want to help developers make more money. Well, this quote, is the thing. Unquote. Planning Commission does not want to help developers make more money, but their decision-making is backfiring and is actually helping developers make more money. This is what happens when you have bureaucrats that don't have business sense influencing the free market. Judah Wickhauer, Ginny Hu just said on Twitter, you need to start doing commercial voiceovers. We may now start offering that service through our advertising agency, VMV Brands. Next one, Judah Wickhauer. Number five. I like, I like this role right here. Number five, the entire process has been a bait and switch. I agree with that. Many changes to the DZO were made long after PC and the consultants did presentations and tried to convince citizens that changes were acceptable. 
For instance, RA and RB zones were limited to 2.5 stories, but now, long after many citizens took this at face value, PC have tried to slip in a height increase to a full three stories for multi-unit buildings and commercial enterprises. Pages, page 2-5 of the DZO continues to claim that 2.5 stories slash 32 feet height max, even though this is not true. As a result, few if any residents actually know what the DZO contains. How can PC claim support for their plans? Clearly people can't support what they don't know about. All of the outreach that PC and the consultants performed to date sold many of what now turn out to be falsehoods to anyone who came to their presentations. You know what that's called? Lies. Bait and switch, baby. Bait and switch. A little bait and switch action. Keep going. It's clear that this was never about engaging the community as many last minute changes are rammed through the process without the kind of broad public consultation that they require. Are they taking a, a page from the... Uh, uh, from the Dr. Haas playbook. Oh, expand on that. Well, we've Pontificate been on that. I mean, we've been talking about the fact that uh, you form a committee and then don't actually care what it, what it rules on. Are you talking Ho Chi Minh, dog? Little Ho Chi Minh? Can we say it at the same time? One, two, three. Uh, really? One, two, I mean, three. Are, are we, Ho Chi Minh. Are we, are One, we really two, likening three. this to... Ho Chi Minh. ...to, to Vietnam? I'm comparing Dr. Haas to a dictator from Vietnam who forms rebranding, renaming committees. The committee comes back and says, we don't want to change the name of Meriwether Lewis. Then Dr. Haas and his team go to the adults that are volunteering and saying, you will 100% change this no matter if you want to change it or not. And you can't leave this room until you watch this video on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the vote that was previously published when we were raising our hands and saying yay or nay is now a secret ballot where only Dr. Haas and his team can count the votes. Can we say it at the same time? One, two, three. Ho Chi Minh. Ho Chi Minh. <laughs> next, next one. How many numbers not, are on those? We might have to go through the whole that, list. I, What's what? that? I'm not fully on board with that. But uh, What do you mean you're not fully on board with that? Doing secret votes and not letting people see the results so you can get what you want and maintain the power and influence that you crave is the definition of dictatorship. Yeah, but likening it to a dictator that did the kinds of things that Ho Chi Minh did. I'm just using really early stage Ho Chi Minh tactics. Okay, okay. Early stage. How many numbers are on that letter? One more. All right, read the last one. Number six. <clears throat> The entire process has never been about lowering rents. Ask any trained economist, the university has a whole building full of them, and they will tell you without hesitation that any temporary reduction in housing costs or rents in Charlottesville City will quickly be bid back up to earlier prices and rates by people moving in from the suburbs and relocating relocate from more expensive cities further out. I think that should be relocating. Professional economists will confirm that the logic used by PC for years is simply faulty. PC will no doubt tout the purported environmental benefits of moving people from the suburbs Bullshit. into town. 
But by doing so, they make it clear that this was never about reducing housing costs to help housing affordability. Each of the six points above is based on facts about the, plan the planning process that led to the current DZO. Please do not be the city council that presided over this sham. There it is. Respectfully. The Which Lewis, neighborhood associations? The Lewis Mountain Neighborhood Association, Meadowbrook Hills Rugby Neighborhood Association, and Belmont Carlton Neighborhood Association. Can you slide that over here? Let's do some let's do some musical chairs. I will mention this live on air. Very great tweet from Dylan's Rule right there. So much I want to cover on this program. Ladies and gentlemen, this letter. Come on, slide it over here, dog. Come on, do a little sliding, dog. You want to come on my, on my one shot like I come on your shot? Here, tell me to slide over. Come on, say hi to the viewers and listeners, homie. Chest bump. Oh, we're doing a chest bump? All right, let's do a chest bump. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, that's a good chest bump right there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you this. That was, that was a fantastic chest bump. You know, um, our oldest son, who's five years old, gives me, like, runs at me and does flying chest pumps that knock me over? And he loves it. He like literally wants to stinger, like do the WWE stinger. Is it the stinger splash? What was Stinger's move? Sting's move? I wasn't really watching when Sting was. Oh, Sting's was, the uh, man, dude. I'm not saying he's not. I just wasn't wasn't really watching. Sting's the man, dude. Professional wrestling while during his tenure. A lot I got to cover on today's program. First, the neighborhood associations that are watching this program. The neighborhood associations that tune into this program, the neighborhood associations that wrote this letter, these six items that you've outlined in this one and a half page call to action letter to city council that I've been copied on, um, I appreciate you sent it to me. B, much of this letter has been rooted on a foundation that I've covered on this show for two years. On this talk show for the last two years, and I'll tell you another one who's been leading this charge is Deep Throat, who sends DMs to us on the regular about this. But the, the individual in this community, a 300,000 person market, that has explained what upzoning would do to Charlottesville, Virginia, first to market explaining the collateral damage, the cause and effect, was yours truly. I explained to you that upzoning was going to backfire before people were willing to take a stand that upzoning was going to backfire because early on throughout this, much of the viewing and listening population were wussies. And I hate to tell you this. So many folks that knew that this was going to backfire did not have the courage, the gumption, and the backbone. backbone. They were wussies. They were afraid to stand up to Matthew Gilligan, livable Charlottesville, Professor Steven Johnson, and all the activists in this community that are pushing this through, it's about 81 of these, 82 people. 82 people in a 50,000 person market, a 300,000 person region. 82 people have pushed this through, and the large majority of people who have been opposed to the DZO, upzoning, rezoning, whatever the hell you want to call it, were wussies, and they were afraid to stand up to 82 people except me. Now we're in the bottom of the ninth inning, and the community is finally starting to strategize, galvanize, and organize against these 82 people. And it might be too little too late. It might be too little too late, and that's your own fault. There's a lesson to be learned here. Do not allow a small group of people to set the tone and tempo for the entire community, and that's what the Gillikin 82 people have done. You learned a lesson. Now you're trying to come out of the cracks and you're trying to flex your muscle in the bottom of the ninth inning 
as if you're Manny Ramirez or Ken Griffey Jr. or Chipper Jones or Sid Bream or Barry Bonds or Sammy Sosa coming up with the bases jacked and your team down by three runs. Okay? Now, this is why I think this DZO, upzoning, rezoning, whatever the hell you want to call it, neighborhood associations, listen very carefully. This is why rezoning and upzoning is going to fail. It's going to backfire and it's not going to create affordability. One, number one, land for development is scarce in the city. And because land is scarce, it's costly and expensive. Furthermore, it's difficult to assemble lots in cohesion to build development. And because it's difficult to assemble lots in cohesion, contiguous lots, lots next to each other to develop, that's going to make development expensive. That's one. Next, Almoral County is limiting its growth to a 5% area with its comprehensive plan. When the jurisdiction right next to Charlottesville City basically says to Charlottesville, we don't want your discards, we don't want your afterthoughts, we don't want your red-headed stepchildren, we're not going to expand the developmental area past 5%, that means the area next to Charlottesville will not accommodate the people or the development that is needed. That's another reason upzoning is going to fail. Next reason, this is number three, the interest rate environment is extremely different than when upzoning and rezoning were first percolated. When upzoning and rezoning were first brainstormed, the interest rate environment was 2%, 3%, 4%. During upzoning and rezoning in its early stage. And that enhanced, increased interest rate environment is going to make any development even more costly. People need to finance these projects with loans. Next reason, write these reasons down, HOAs. The next reason, the cost of construction is dramatically more expensive now than it was before COVID. Before COVID, no one ever thought $300 a square foot for development. 250, 300, 325 a square foot. It was half that. Hell, it was probably 65% less that. Now COVID has made new construction extremely expensive. Because new construction is new is expensive, development's going to be costly. And here are the factors that are making construction expensive. Labor shortage, cost of goods, expensive land. All those elements make construction costs more costly. Here's another reason why upzoning and rezoning and the DZO will fail. The political climate in the city of Charlottesville is horrendous for anything new. If you're trying to enact any kind of change, whether it's on Stribling Avenue, whether it's by the Rivanna River, whether it's on Preston Avenue, whether it's micro apartments off Water Street, whether it's a new farmer's market, whether it's something on the downtown mall, any kind of change in this city, and you got every Tom, Dick, and Harry, every Sally, Louise, and Kelsey saying, oh, no, 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 that can't be done here. It eventually, the political climate keeps change from happening, and when change is slowed, debt service becomes more costly to maintain. Another reason, we have a lack of infrastructure. Do we really want 
do we really want the opportunity to have more density when we can't get kids to school on time or home on time, or we may not have the water supply or our roads or a cluster duck? Quack, 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 quack. I didn't say the F word, did I, Judah? I don't believe you did. Can you imagine what the impact is going to be when just the free market adds five to 10,000 new citizens in the next five to 10 years to this community. When the Data Science School, the Biotech Institute, and expanded enrollment at the University of Virginia, and more professors are hired to manage that expanded enrollment, you're gonna have more people and more cars just from the free market. Where are those cars gonna park? What is that gonna do to traffic? What is that gonna do to congestion? What is that gonna do to bicycle lanes, pedestrian lanes, quality of life? What is that going to do with neighborhoods without dedicated parking? It's going to jam them up and impact quality of life. Hear me out. I'll tell you what it's also going to do. HOA neighborhoods in Almoral County, like yours truly, it's going to continue to drive value to ours. There's a reason since 2020 until now, HOA neighborhoods in Almoral County, Redfields, Forest Lakes, Glenmore, have seen 35 to 50, in some cases, 70% value appreciation. It's because of the shit show that's Charlottesville. That's why. Here's another reason. Population increase. We're already going to have a natural population influx. We're already going to have incremental population in this community through biotech, through data science, through expanded enrollment, through new professors, and through the ecosystem that is associated or attached to these various silos of population increases. If you're a business owner and you need data science personnel, wouldn't you set up a satellite office, a satellite office next to the data science school? Yeah, you would. If you're in the biotechnology space, private sector, wouldn't you set up a satellite office next to the school that's matriculating and producing and birthing the top biotech graduates in the world? Yeah, you would. We're going to have these satellite offices, these little businesses pop up around these schools, and they're going to create six-figure salaries and incremental population. And that is just naturally going to happen. All those reasons are why the DZO, upzoning, rezoning, whatever the hell you want to call it, are going to backfire. And I just gave you that in less than two minutes. You should take what I just said and send it to council. They watch the show anyway. The soups watch the show anyway. Progress, NBC 29, CBS 19, regurgitating the show anyway. I appreciate the neighborhood associations, uh, neighborhood associations sending me this letter. I respect that you're strategized, organized, and galvanized now. Is it too little, too late? Maybe. Who do we hold accountable now? Who is held accountable? When this backfires and we have five to ten years from now a city that has even less affordability to it, who do we put on the stake? Who do we put on the cross? Who do we stone? Who do we start with? You want me to name names? I'm hesitant to name names because I've been in the crossfire myself. You know what? I don't mind being in the crossfire. I kind of like it. I think you hold livable Charlottesville accountable. I think you hold the planning commission accountable. You got people that are bureaucrats, that are activists, that are socialists, trying to determine what the free market is going to do. You know who is best at determining and predicting and using vision to stay ahead of the free market? 
entrepreneurs and business people, not socialists and activists and bureaucrats. The reason they're socialists and activists and bureaucrats is because they could not cut it as entrepreneurs and business people. Can I be any more straightforward than that? <laughs> no. Okay? You want to know what business people, entrepreneurs do? They make some bank. You know what socialists and activists and bureaucrats do? They don't make any bank. Socialists and activists and bureaucrats are trying to predict what will happen to the free market, what will happen to business ecosystems. They got no experience doing that. Yet for some reason, for the last three years, we have listened to 82 people as opposed to the people that stay ahead of the free market on the regular, yours truly. People like Deep Throat, people like Dylan's Rule. There's a lesson to be learned here. And you know what the lesson is? Let's go to a two-shot, Judah Wickhauer. This is the lesson that needs to be learned here. And I want you to hear me. Am I on this camera right here? Yep. Here's the lesson that should be learned. When you operate in life through fear, when you are hesitant to speak your mind because of fear and backlash, because you don't want to be potentially stigmatized, you stay quiet. And when you stay quiet, the minority that's vocal starts getting influence and control. And when a vocal minority, we're legitimately talking about 82 people here, when 82 people start gaining control, absolute power effing corrupts. And the absolute power that we've seen with upzoning, with downzoning, with rezoning, with the DZO, the absolute power that's corrupted with this defund the police movement locally has legitimately hurt our community. There's 50,000 roughly residents in the city. There's 300,000 residents in central Virginia. And tens of thousands of you, if not 100,000, 200,000, 280,000, 290,000. What's 300,000 minus 82? 299,018 people were scared of 82 people. Do not let wokeism, do not let activism, do not let socialism, do not let do not let do not let the lack of foresight of 82 people take charge of your community again because this is what you've got You've made your bed, and now you got to sleep in it. And that's tough advice to hear. But that's what's happened here. You better hope that this vote happens this calendar year 
when Leah Perrier's vote still counts. Because if this vote happens next year and Natalie Oshrin is in the mix, you lose an advocate. And the first people you hold accountable when this backfires is planning commission. And the second group is livable Charlottesville. Can't be more frank than that. And I've been speaking frankly every damn day for nearly six years on this network. And that's why you listen. This is Dylan's rule on Twitter. Dylan's rule on Twitter. At least someone at the Daily Progress wrote something that wasn't a tongue bath of the activist, activist population. Outside of you, Jerry, no one has pointed out just how ridiculous this zoning rewrite is when it comes to actual affordability. This will absolutely increase the price of land throughout the city, which will be reflected in higher taxes. These activists who have never developed a real estate project in their lives have zero business dictating the city's zoning. Exactly, Jerry. Livable Seville is a microscopic group of people in a city of 45 to 50,000 people. It is absolute insanity for a city to approve this direct. Dylan's rule continues. Have either Gillikin or Johnson ever developed a multi-unit real estate development in their lives? If not, how in the hell is the city council listening to them over actual developers like yourself, Chris Henry, Corn Capshaw, etc.? I do know that Matthew Gillikin assembled an electric bike one time. Does that count as development? Ugh. And you know the intriguing aspect of all this? This is legitimately driving values to my house and HOA communities in Almaro County. Homeowners in Almaro County that are in HOA communities, they're probably like, upzoning. Cha-ching! Upzoning. Where's the money sign? Upzoning. Downzoning. Rezoning. Draft zoning ordinance. Livable Charlottesville. Planning commission. Activists. To fund the police movement. Socialists. Stephen Johnson. Matthew Gilligan. All the other people. People are sprinting to those neighborhoods to buy, to buy land, to buy houses. Sprinting. Fucking crazy. Crazy. There's so many lessons learned here. Do not let wokeism, socialism, and activism intimidate you into silence. And Judah, that is exactly what happened. Wokeism, activism, and socialism intimidated the majority into silence because of a fear of being stigmatized. Mark it down. That's literally what happened. Put Heather, put the, Heather Walker sent me a listing. Put it on screen. It's Broad, Broad Avenue. You got that on screen? 1525 Broad Avenue. Heather Walker, keep sending me stuff. I really appreciate your outlook on things. Heather Walker, 1525 Broad Avenue. Tell me when you're rotating the photos if you could. You're rotating? God, I love you, Judah. 
Judah's single and he's ready to mingle, ladies. This guy, let's get him some dates. Where's the first place you're going to take someone for a date, Judah? That's a very good question. Come uh, on, dog. Women want a man that can speak with confidence and conviction and can make a decision and take control of things. This is what you're going to do. Well, I'm glad you won't be on the date with me because then I won't be getting cut off every five minutes. <laughs> go back to a two-shot and then we're going to go to the photos again. Go back to a two-shot. I make a fantastic wingman. You ask my friends. You put me at the bar next to you and you want to interact with the ladies and get a date or a phone number, I can be of a tremendous assistance. You know I am not shy. You know I can speak to everyone. I can be charming and confident and a conversationalist, cool and unruffled. You embody all those qualities as well. I will happily be your wig man. All right. This is what I think I'll you should do for the first mind. date. Mas tapas. You're going to start with the pitcher of sangria. You're going to order the tomatoes asados. You're going to get some bacon wrapped dates and a bocadillo. Sangria pitcher is going to wet your whistle and wet your dates whistle and get everyone feeling nicey nice. The bocadillo is going to be absorbers for your belly so you can go to the next stop. And the bacon wrapped dates and the tomatoes asados are going to be just a delicatessen of tremendous proportions. From Mas Tapas, you're going to matriculate to the local where you're going to have a cocktail. That word means what you think it means. From Mas Tapas, you're going to trot to the local. You're going to hold hands and walk to the local. You're going to have a cocktail and an appetizer there, and then you can finish with dessert across the street at Mockingbird. You'll leave your car parked in Belmont, and you're going to Uber home and cross your fingers, cross your fingers that the date ends with a nightcap at your mansion. That would be a fantastic first date. All right. Ladies, single and ready to mingle. 1525 Broad Avenue. Are you ready for this, Judah? If you could put the photos on screen. Three bedrooms, one bathroom. This is a minuscule home. Let me, let me call this up so I can give you the exact details. Heather Walker, thank you for putting this on my radar. Keep sending us content, Heather Walker. You know what's up. Three bedrooms, one bathroom, 940 square feet, J-dubs. Is anything under 1,000 square feet on the brink of a tiny home? I would say. Under 1,000 square <clears throat> feet, you're in the category of tiny home, right? Yeah, it's pretty small. Pretty small. Three bedrooms, one bath, 1525 Broad Avenue. It closed on May 8th of this year for $475,000. $475,000. Here's the very interesting aspect of this. This home was listed in April for $395,000. It closed for $475K. That means it sold for $80,000 above what it closed. 80 G's above what it closed, Broad Avenue. You got the photos rotating there? Yep. Here's what Heather put on her Facebook page. And she tagged me in the comment, and that's what appealed to me. The school ranking is 3 out of 10, which, as she says, sends up red flares. 3 out of 10 is not a great ranking, right? 
No shade on the schools. I'm just talking data here. So you got a tiny home that's three bedroom, one bath, 940 square feet, sold for 475, listed at 395, clearly a multiple offer scenario. There's some remodeling went into this, but it's not luxurious by any means. I can point to so many examples in this city that have showed affordability is getting out of control. So many examples. We did one yesterday with Elliott Avenue, right, Judah? Yep. We talk about the average rent. Keith Smith looked this up on the MLS and on Paragon. The average rent for a single-family detached in Almoral County in the city of Charlottesville, according to the MLS and Paragon, $2,500 a month. There's $2,000 a month plus apartments popping up everywhere. Everywhere. There's homes in my neighborhood that are literally renting for $6,000 a month. Judah, $6,000 a month. That's over 2x my mortgage. It's great that people got that kind of money. The villas at Southern Ridge, one of my rentals, I talk about this all the time. In less than 10 years, the rent has 2x'd. And I'm on the absolute low end at the villas. And that's the entry point for the Kale Elementary. Uh-oh, it's not Kale. Is Kale a bad word? Is Kale a bad word? Uh, I like Kale. Sutherland Middle School. Uh-oh, it's Lakeside. Is Sutherland a bad word? <clears throat> Ivy Elementary. Merriweather. I said Merriweather. Is Merriweather a bad word? Ho Chi Minh. It's not as good in a salad as Kale is. Why the F did they change Kale? None of the parents wanted them to change Kale. None, over 90% of the parents said, don't change Merriweather. Because most people didn't have no idea what those names mean. Ho Chi Minh! Okay. Let's rig the vote. Let's, make, let's brainwash people by watching something. They can't leave a room until they watch this VHS tape. Well, let's change even... the vote to secret ballot instead of a public count. And let's rig the rules and change the rules. It's not even rigged if you ignore the result. Next thing you know, they're going to take your firstborn. And if your firstborn is not a boy, they're going to cut their heads off. Alrighty then. It's getting a little uh, extreme in here. Uh. Oh, God. You got 940 square foot homes that have one bathroom on Broad Avenue in a school that has a 3 out of 10 score that are selling for 80 G's above asking price. They're legitimately selling for over 20% above asking. It's crazy. Effing crazy. Oh my God. Can you, can you, I want to stand up. Am I, am I in the frame here, standing up? I'm not going to stand up for long. Ooh, I'm getting a phone call from no, a developer. You're not, you're not in the here, frame. I got I to gotta text this guy. Custom. I'm on air right now texting you live on the show. Can I call you back? Can I call you back? on the way to squash, question mark. 
Lonnie Murray is watching the program. I'm going to get to Lonnie Murray here in a matter of moments. I need a chair that I could do an AC Slater here. These damn arms are keeping me from... How am I supposed to... Like, I can't... I guess I can go like are this. Gonna, are you watching this, people? I guess I can... <laughs> oh, this is so difficult. Now he's stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs> Can oh, you come dear. help me? Oh, dear. <laughs> he made it. Don't worry, folks. Do you know what AC stands for from Say by the I Bell? I didn't have to call a vet to put him down. Do you know what AC stands for from Say by the Bell? Uh, Are we on this shot or this shot? Are uh, we on a two shot? We're on the two shot. you know what AC stands for from Say by the Bell? I have no idea. I never watched that show. Albert Clifford. Albert Clifford. Okay. Yeah. Also... Absolutely charming. Uh, that show is a little after my time. <laughs> are you aging yourself? I mean, I'm older than you are. You are older than me. Certainly a level of maturity much greater than mine. That's for damn sure. Oh, this is what's going to happen, and I hate to tell you this. Five to ten years from now, there's going to be a case study conducted by either the University of Virginia an economics department, maybe a white paper written by a Darden student. Hell, this might be an expose in the Washington Post. And, there's gonna, and this is what the thesis or the theme of the white paper or the, uh, the double truck expose. It's going to be, this was the crossroads that created a level of unaffordability in Charlottesville, Virginia that never anyone would have expected. And they're going to compare and contrast Charlottesville and its draft zoning ordinance, its upzoning, its rezoning, whatever the hell you want to call it, to the gateway of one percenters. And they're going to say, DZO, upzoning, rezoning, opened a gateway and created a flood of one percenters and wealthy white UVA students with their mommy and daddy's Amex sprinting for Charlottesville, gentrifying the upper middle class, the middle class, the lower middle class, and the working population out of the city into not the suburbs of Albemarle County, not the suburbs of Fluvanna, but to Buckingham, Augusta, Stanton, Waynesboro, and Goochland. Mark it down. Everything I have ever said on this talk show is stored forever on the internet for us to reference. And then at that point, they're going to say, Jerry and Judah were Nostradamus. Nostradamus. And predicted this all along. Because Jerry and Judah, for the last 15 years, like other business owners in this community, have had to stay ahead of where the market was going. Remember when we launched the I Love Seville Network and I said I'm going to take $40,000 of company money and invest it into an infrastructure where we're going to do 20 hours of live programming every week? You and my wife said there's no effing way we're going to do that. You said you're nuts, you're crazy, don't do it. 40 grand, are you effing crazy? That was six years ago. I remember like it was yesterday. I listened to you and I listened to my wife and then I proceeded to completely ignore you guys. 
And now that $40,000 investment has returned 20, 30, 40-fold. Let's get to comments. Got a lot of comments coming in. I would say we have, I see two supervisors and one counselor watching the program. Um, Lonnie Murray, when Lonnie Murray leaves comments, I read them. Lonnie Murray says, I think it's a stretch to say that activists are corrupt. He says, I think they honestly mean well, and as you say, they aren't exactly making bank. I think they've bought into what's really a national movement with thinking critically about it and looking at the local history of similar decisions in the past. Lonnie also says, I'd say this is not a result of socialism, but rather populism. After all, a lot of the philosophy behind this upzoning is based on the overconfidence of the free market. I'm gonna res I, I love Lonnie Murray. His credentials are well documented. The man knows what's up. I will respectfully disagree that this is not populism. This is a minority that's driving the narrative, which is the antithesis of populism. If you'd like to use the word populism as a movement that's overcoming much of the country, okay, I will give you that. But what's happening here in Charlottesville is 82 people. 82 people. Jason Howard, King of Rio Road. As for having a small store in place of your neighbor's house, how good is your soundproofing? Having worked a receiving dock before, the air brakes on a truck, reefer units running, and the general sound of loading and unloading are not subtle or quiet. Might not need an alarm to wake up early anymore due to Wickhauer. <laughs> Let's put a coffee shop with a wake up with an open doors time of 5 a.m. Uh, right past the bypass on Park Street. Take one of the lefts on Park Street and put it in the neighborhood, I'm not going to dox you, a coffee shop that I've, is encouraging people to come in at 5 a.m. I think I've mentioned before where I live. It's not I don't the, think you should mention it, though. Okay. Take my word for it. I've made that mistake. Uh, Carol Thorpe watching the program. Fun fact, Barry Manilow is going to surpass Elvis Presley's long-standing record of 636 shows at his Las Vegas residency on September 23rd, where he performs on Elvis's old stage at the Westgate, formerly the International Hotel. Barry also has a musical opening on Broadway in November. People want to hear your Barry Manilow impression again, Judah. Wasn't aware it was a Barry Manilow impression. Can we just give them what they want, Judah? What should what? Uh, what it would, doesn't matter. Just make something up. WWBMS. What would Barry Manilow say? Okay. Just give them Barry Manilow. Uh, hello, folks. Uh, I. You gotta give me something to say. Just shoot from the hip, dude. Hello. This is Barry Manilow talking from his secret. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I got nothing. You have to have conversation on a date. Yeah. I hope she doesn't ask me to talk like Barry Manilow the whole time. <laughs> Ginny Who says, Jer Judah, you know Jerry has his own lexicon. 
That's so true. My wife says the same thing. He does. Um, he loves using matriculate, no matter, <laughs> no matter whether he's using it right, wrong, or... Uh, Carol Thorpe is calling me the Norm Crosby of our time. I'm, I'm thinking about launching a new show where it's not just tied to Charlottesville, but we just talk national and macro trends. Okay. Ginny Hu also says the school system already thinks they have the right to take your firstborn and all your other kids and do with them as they choose. <laughs> I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote tweet that one. This made me laugh out loud. Quote tweet. Ginny Hu, you make the program better. Dylan's rule, you make the program better. Ooh, I haven't mentioned any of Deep Throat's. Uh, Deep Throat got two of, the, two of the three organizations or HOAs to sign that letter. He also says, Jerry, you are so right about the cowardice factor. Wokeism and activism intimidated common sense. And wokeism and activism intimidated common sense into a tiny little box. Wokeism and activism compartmentalized common sense. Hmm. And that compartmentalized common sense is now trying to free itself. I'm like a, a mime. I'm a mime. I'm trying to get out of the box. Like Marcel Marceau. Common sense is trying to get out of the box and say, hey, wokeism and activism, you're only 82 people. We're 299,018 people. Grayson watching in North Downtown. Jerry, this is one of your best shows yet. Please continue to bring this energy and please keep cutting through the BS. Charlottesville needs you now more than ever. Thank you, Grayson. Appreciate your support. Dr. John is coming on the program tomorrow, the owner of Pro Renata. Dr. John is bringing with him, hold on, let me go to the direct message, Dr. John. I love you, Dr. John. He's bringing him Brian Combs, love Brian Combs, and he's also bringing a gentleman by the name of Chip. What's Chip's last name, Dr. John? Chip will bring some before and finish plans from the steam plant in Stanton. Chip Clark. Chip Clark? Thank you, Judah. Dr. John will bring some pics of the interior of the Coke building as well. They asked if you could put them on, on screen. Clark with an E. Don't forget it's Clark with an E. We will talk about Pro Renata expanding in Stanton in the old Coca-Cola bottling facility. Chip Clark will be there. He's the owner of the steam plant building that Dr. John and the Pro Renata team are buying into and partnering with. Dr. John, can you bring some hot drone with you, please? Maybe a couple of cases of hop drone for yours truly and for Judah. We love the hop drone and we can't wait to celebrate and champion Pro Renata and your success and your growth. You make damn good beer. You're one of the family friendly breweries in Central Virginia and I am so proud of your efforts and your sweat equity and your hard work, Dr. John. I also got to figure out how to pronounce your last name. S-H-O-E-B. Shob? I guess. Shob? Shob. Shob? Shob? Mm, that's my guess. Lonnie Murray says a socialist approach would be to simply use public funds to buy or build affordable housing. That's what they're trying to do. <laughs> that's what they're trying to do. 
Socialist Charlottesville. Buy the land that Wendell Wood owns that Bo Carrington is under a, a pending contract to develop from Wendell and turn it into a public park. Socialist Charlottesville. Dairy Market. Give us free apartments and a laundromat. Socialist Charlottesville. Stribling. Affordable housing. Oliver Kootner. Affordable housing. Keith Woodard. Affordable housing. I'm going to catch some heat for this today, aren't I, Judah? I don't know. Oh. God, it's 1.30 already. We've been doing this for an hour. Have you noticed, Deep Throat, we're starting right at 1.30? Right at 12.30? That was your suggestion. Oh. Deep Throat says this. You also should hold the Legal Aid Justice Center accountable. They are behind all of this. Then he says, and then when dairy market phase three is proposed, they sent out Alan Poon to say, already there is no affordable lunch options near our office, and our clients already have to park down the hill at the church. They were people, they were the, the very people pushing against parking minimums. That's called hypocrisy, right? Who supports these? <laughs> I'm not going to use that phrase, deep throat. I have a little bit of cooth here. He says, who supports these people? How about Sonia Smith's $10 million unrestricted gifts to these, to these, he calls them commies. I don't think they're commies, although I did use the phrase Ho Chi Minh. Uh, Deep Throat says this, I do think Snook and Pinkston and Perrier don't want to go as far as the planning commission. I totally agree with that. They still probably further than is wise to go, but better, better than the planning commission. Per, if this vote happens in 2023, per year's vote counts. If this vote happens in 2024, Natalie Oshrin's vote counts. That is a huge crossroads, people. Deep Throat says, I saw the people in my neighborhood intimidated by the fear of being called names by activists. UVA employees tell me my woke students will eat me alive. Oh, wokeism and socialism and activism should never silence common sense. Because when wokeism and activism and socialism silence common sense, that's when wokeism and activism and, 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 and socialism gain momentum. And we have empirical data and plenty of history that suggests what happens when that transpires. Let's go to Bryce. Can you put her campaign sign up? Mm -hmm. Another Meg Bryce sign vandalized? Chad Wood, you watching, dog? Is Chad Wood on the feed? Where's Chad? Where's big Chad? Chad, in the, Chad on the show? Where's Chad? Chad Wood sent me this. Someone tag Chad Wood. He sent me this yesterday. Chad Wood said 95% of the signs that I put up in Crozet in support of Meg Bryce were either stolen Judah or vandalized. He also says, I know you have to stay neutral, Jerry, but this is some content you should consider discussing tomorrow. I said, I'll definitely talk about this tomorrow. He says it needs to stop regardless of who you vote for. 
He also said this is not the county doing this. This is people doing this directly targeting Meg. Look, the people that are doing this, you are legitimately turning your opposition into a tragic hero. You are creating empathy and sympathy for her amongst undecided voters. Your childish attempts at defacing or graffitiing or vandalizing Bryce's political signs will backfire on you by creating a tragic hero. What are examples of tragic heroes, Judah? Examples of tragic heroes. Do you have any? Macbeth, uh, Jay Gatsby, Macbeth. Hamlet, Othello, Peter Pan, Those are Romeo all, and Juliet. Those are not all tragic heroes. Come Oedipus, on, Harriet Tubman. Good grief. Who do you say is a tragic hero? I mean, uh, let's see. Uh, the Woody Allen, Tanya Harding. Woody Allen? <laughs> what? Tanya Harding. She crowbarred Nancy Kerrigan's knees and somehow Tanya Harding is an, a tragic hero, according to the, the interwebs. the worst list of tragic heroes I have ever heard in the history Who's, of tragic heroes. It's entertainment. Heroes. Who's a tragic hero, Judah? Uh, Jake Gatsby. I just said Jake Gatsby. Did you? You got to come up with your own material. How do they have... I see what you're reading now. Seriously, though, Oedipus? How is he a hero? Didn't Oedipus sleep with his mother? What about Macbeth? Oedipus slept with his mother, right? Yeah, and That's not a tragic hero. That's incest. I know. And Mac That's just sick. Macbeth That's isn't exactly sick. a tragic hero either. Ew. That's just yucky. Peter Pan? Would you say Peter Pan's a tragic hero? Not really. I mean, he what? He got to live for years and years and years. Have you given an youth? example of a tragic hero? I'm looking at the same stupid list. Can you, you just are. give an example then? <laughs> You're going to have to come up with conversation. <laughs> too much fun with this. Oh, uh, let's see. I uh, know, hey, I hey, ne Lonnie Murray, I know what you're putting down here. I know the Free Enterprise Forum has been in favor of Charlottesville upzoning. I know Neil's been in favor of that. I get that, Lonnie Murray. I know Neil's been in favor of that. I think Neil's gotten a lot quieter when it's come to upzoning of late. And Neil's a great friend of mine and a friend of this program. And everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I would encourage everyone to support the Free Enterprise Forum. But I think Neil's gotten real quiet of late when it's come to DZO, upzoning, and rezoning. And he's starting to realize that people like me know what's up. Because I do business every day. Who's your tragic hero? Uh, Charlie Gordon from Flowers for Algernon. Okay. That's a great one. Well, there you go. Old, old Charlie. Big Chuck. He's a tragic hero. I'll give you that. There you go. Good job, J-Dubs. Oh, Stacy Baker Patty, hello. Suzanne Balshin, hello. Logan Wells Kalelo, hello. We legitimately have two television stations watching our program right now. When you report what we report, can you at least attribute it to the I Love Seville show? Is that asking too much? It's called journalistic standards. 
Bryce, they're making her a tragic hero. Oh. Let's get to the breweries that are opening. Pro Renata expanding to Stanton. That's fantastic news. Their beer's banging. Stanton is a growth market that's ready to boom. The affordability issues that will impact Charlottesville and Almaro County and much of central Virginia are tailwinds and positive momentum for Stanton. If you have not been to Stanton, you're missing a charming and, and, and intimate and very cool town. Love Stanton. Love Stanton. Love downtown Stanton. Pro Renata fits right in there. Other news. Hogwaller Brewing Company is opening Friday on High Street. We broke that news. I can't wait to see what Wilson Ritchie and the lead brewer from Reason Beer are going to do at Hogwaller Brewing Company on High Street. I think their spot right on the river is awesome. I think this community will support local beer big time. Wilson Ritchie seems to have the Midas touch. Can't wait to see what happens. Two things I want to bring to attention, though. That left into Hogwaller Brewing Company. The people that are turning off Free Bridge and the bypass that are then going to have to make that left into Hogwaller Brewing Company, that could potentially be a cluster duck, quack, quack, quack. Because that's a one lane right there by Riverside. And traffic is also often very prolific coming in the other direction, making that left quite difficult. That could be a log jam, a beaver dam. Also, technically speaking, is that Hogwaller? And I know that's semantics. Either way, I can't wait to support this brewery. One item I learned from the Jerry and Jerry show, and Judah, don't you think the Jerry and Jerry show was dynamic this morning? For people who like sports, yes, I'm sure it was. What a, what a, what a ringing endorsement right there from J-Dubs. The Jerry and Jerry show, Tuesdays at 10.15 a.m. on the I Love Seville Network. Who wants to be the presenting sponsor of the Jerry and Jerry show? Let us know. Let me know. I learned this from Hootie Ratcliffe this morning. This is a startling statistic. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Home football games, UVA home football games, lose more than $1 million per contest for the University of Virginia. The half-empty stadium that we call Scott Stadium seats somewhere between 60 and 63,000 people, I believe. Scott Stadium... Max capacity. Googling. 61,500. I was exactly right. We routinely get 25 or 30,000 people in Scott Stadium. Judah, home football games for Scott Stadium are losing more than a million dollars per game. That's crazy. That's effing crazy. Is that from not having enough? Is that from not having No enough butts in the seats. I, I hate to bring this to people's attentions, but do you understand Virginia Sports Properties, how, much, how many branding positions they're selling within Scott Stadium? Scoreboard rights, signage and branding position all over Scott Stadium, programming, decals on the sidelines, branding everywhere. If half the stadium is full, what is the value proposition of those in-game branding positions? Jerry Ratcliffe boggled my mind. Over a million dollars lost per game. And it's been happening for years. Damn. That's crazy. 
crazy. I got our VIP conference call in two and a half minutes. Are you ready for that call? I'm, I'm born ready. I, I guess you're not ready. All right, go to a one shot. You got two and a half minutes to get ready. Then I got to call this developer back. I'm going to call, let me text him. I'm calling the developer back after my 145 conference call. Calling you back after my 145 conference call with a colleague of yours. Text sent. All right, this is the I Love Seville show. You know what the I Love Seville show is about? The I Love Seville's about, I Love Seville show is about straightforwardness. We cut through the BS. We are unafraid, unabashed. Socialism, wokeism, and activism do not intimidate us, and I will never let common sense be compartmentalized. I understand we have a platform of influence, arguably the largest outside of the University of Virginia. We will continue to use this platform of influence for honesty, for straightforwardness, and to cut through the crap. Anything you want to add? Can we get a chair where I can sit on backwards? I mean... I'll get matriculating on that right away. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? You think I can lift this over my head? I'd be surprised if you couldn't. Is it that heavy? It's pretty heavy. I, we don't all have your Bobby Big Balls muscles over there. Bobby Brandy over there. All right, that's the I Love Seville show. It's on Tuesday. Thank you for joining us. For Bobby Big Muscles, Judah Wickhauer, I'm lacking muscles, Jerry Miller, on a Tuesday afternoon. So long, everybody. Bobby Big Muscles. All right, mics are up.